Got it. Let's try it. My mom, my daughter said I'm a nerd. Just She's now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's correct. All right. She's Save just walking her. by, slinging insults at you as she walks by your door. <laughs> Hey friends, I'm a nerd. My name is Vicky. <laughs> I'm Lynn. <laughs> and I'm Bree. And we're, and we're telling on ourselves. Welcome to episode 60 something. Yeah, I think that's just what it's going to be from now on. And we're on episode <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> The one that came after last week's episode. Well, I have to tell you girls that I've been listening to the episodes lately more often than I normally do because I hate it. I hate listening to myself. Um, I like listening to ourselves, though. But I think um, I think I like the last few episodes have been pretty darn good, I must say. Um, I just listened to the last week's like yesterday or the day before and I thought it was great and you know while taping it I didn't really I, I mean I felt good about it and it's so weird like when you're in the middle of it you don't really know how it's going to translate but listen to it I'm like dang that was really good challenge I think you never like how it is when we're recording it I think you're right <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that I like how it is when we're recording but I don't like listening to it yeah Bree. Uh, I whenever I listen to it I always tell myself okay don't swear as much you know you sound like a sailor Bree. just don't try to is that a bad thing I mean, I, I don't know why. It just bugs me to hear myself swear. I don't know. I, I judge myself for it. I'm like, oh, stop. Why? Uh, and the funny thing is, I don't notice you ever swearing, Brie. And sometimes you'll like go to great lengths to say something instead, like frickin' or whatever. But I never noticed you swearing. Well, I guess I can pick out like the one maybe F-bomb or S-bomb or D-bomb. <laughs> I can't even say it now, now that I'm <laughs> hyper aware of it. Well, but that's good. Well, I'm glad... First thought wrong. Since we're picking on Brie, we might as yes. well give it up, Brie. Slide in bleeping the bleepity bleeping first thought bleeping wrong. Yeah. Do you, know um, what, do you know what Brene Brown calls it? She has an FFT first fucking thought. FFT. Oh, well, I thought it was she first has, fucking time. Oh, I thought it was first fucking thought. You're anyway, right. No, you are. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of kind of cool. She's got the same thing we do. I mean, I know. Did she copy us or did we copy her? Because I know we sure copied copy someone us. else. We copied some a comedian. <laughs> we totally did. Um, so yeah, first thought wrong. Um, Dave has been working really hard to study for and prep for his exams. For those of you who don't know, he's um, becoming a financial advisor and he has to pass some really hard tests, three to be exact. And mind you, he's been studying for these tests on and off for the last year. And just due to life circumstances and some actually like some really sad, unfortunate events, he really, you know, he was supposed to take these tests and be done with them last year. It's kind of dragged out to be like a whole year long process. Um, And Dave hates studying. So he doesn't make it easy on himself or anybody else that lives in a house with him, uh, to put it nicely. So, So he's been very stressed out this past or today was his test and he passed. So thank you, Jeebus. Um, that was the last and final test that he needed to pass. Um, 
well, this whole week leading up to it, he was really stressed out and I kept walking around kind of sour. I'm like, you better be studying. And every time I would see him not studying, I'd say, <laughs> why aren't you studying? I can't live in a house with you if you don't pass. And we have to do this all over again for another three months. Like I was like, um, and I mean, I wasn't incessant about it, but yeah, my first thought wrong is I can't do this again. Please don't, please don't fail your test. Um, and then, you know, I shouldn't have made those comments. That's kind of shitty. I just swore. Um, so that was kind of crappy and I did have to make an amends and, I was practicing mindfulness a lot this week. What can I do to be supportive? Um, what are some good things I would want to hear if I was taking a really hard test and under a lot of stress? Um, Dave doesn't like to be told, you got this. You're going to pass. You're so amazing. You're so smart. He doesn't want to hear that stuff. That is not... not into cheerleaders? No, not into cheerleader. Um, he would never like Lynn then because Lynn was a cheerleader. Yeah. Well, and I was... Um, he likes me though. kind of... Yeah. It's like, it's different when it comes from somebody else, but I think he can be himself around me. So like the stress that he was feeling, it just kind of like overtakes him. Uh, so how did I encourage him? Basically just like sitting by him, leaving him alone, trying to help more with like dishes and chores around the house so that he wouldn't have to spend his time doing it. I would actually leave and like preoccupy myself with other things throughout the week and like go to my parents' house. And so second thought, right, was, okay, making nasty comments isn't going to help either one of us. And it's just rude. <laughs> you're rude. You're nasty. Um, so second thought, right, was support him, speak his language, which is pretty much get lost. And then today, um, today was good. I made breakfast for him. I did supportive stuff and was like, and then I did kind of get a little cheerleader to the cheerleadery today, but I feel like he was more, he needed it today. Cause it was like the day. And so he did really well. Good job. That's all. That's all. Good job. Way to go. But get of course, it. summary of that though, I'm an alcoholic. I'm selfish. Right. So it's all about me and how what miserable my life has been since he's had this test that he's had to study for. Like not even thinking about him and his stress, just Woe is me. Oh, life's so hard. Well, I think, though, uh, when you were talking, part of me was kind of proud of you for speaking your truth, even though it wasn't so nice, because I think, <laughs> because I do think that sometimes you don't really say it like it is, and you didn't have that problem. <laughs> True that. True that sometimes have a hard time setting boundaries, but just wanted to be clear. I'm moving out. If he doesn't, I'm going to go stay with my folks for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Vic, I'm sleeping on the couch. (laughs) Anytime. Except after your visit. Um, So we are going to talk about something really hard in this episode. At least it's hard for me. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard. um, having faith in our higher powers. Yes. Um, I think when we were going over some of my topic ideas a couple of weeks ago, I threw out several. And because I was, at the time, I'd started doing steps again with my sponsor, and I was at step three and realizing how much work I had to do to trust a higher power. And uh, so that was kind of like top most of my mind a couple of weeks ago. And 
still not gotten a lot farther on it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's been a real tough thing for me, but I have pulled away, dug out a lot of layers of stuff that was covering up why I was having trouble with that. But before we start in on the big discussion, I will give you a definition of trust. Um, this is the one that I like the most. Firm belief in the character, strength, or truth of someone or something. So it's a firm belief in the character, strength, or truth of someone or something. So I, I can start if you like. Um, what I've kind of figured out, the stuff that was uh, burying me and my doubt, um, I was raised Southern Baptist. And for those of you who don't know, it's pretty, um, it's like fundamentalist Christian with a whole lot of um, some social and cultural mores that are outdated and very uh, constricting for women in particular. And then it's also, there's a lot of hypocrisy. So I've had this hang up my entire life about hypocrisy because I witnessed it in my church. So how was I going to have a belief or trust in something that I saw constantly saying, do as I say, not as I do. Um, So that was from a very young age. I knew that. Well, you have really figured out a very smooth way of describing that church situation for yourself. <laughs> yeah. That was said very well, I must say. Thank, well, thank you. It's, it's taken a lot of work. Um, it didn't but, sound yeah. like douchey, right? Like it didn't sound like you were being dogging on them. It more sounded like you figured out why it's not working for you. Correct. And, and as with, thank you very much, as with all, all organized religion, for me, um, I say all because at this point in my life, I feel like all, I'm not saying it's forever, but for now, um, I know that it works for a lot of people. It, it has a very important place in many people's lives. And it's not for me to say whether it's good or bad for anyone else except me, because that's all I've got to worry about. And, you know, staying in my hula hoop, worrying about my business, this is what I figured out for me, why that didn't work and why I am at the place that I am and why it took me so long to figure out why I wasn't trusting. Pretty cool. Well, and so we always talk about, you know, where people start we always talk about where people start with trust in their higher power. And it's like you either come in with none because um, you never had it or you come in with like a warped sense of it. Like, you know, you you have some sort of faith background, but kind of like what happened with you, Lynn, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you just have turned away from it or just decided it wasn't for you. Uh, and then there's people who are like have have had the faith before in the past and, you know, are easy or are quick, I guess it's easy for them or it's quick for them to go back to having faith. So on the scale for me, I, I might've left out a couple other variations of that, but I think that generally describes most people, I think. Um, I think for me, I, I, I had strong faith and then I just like kind of got lost in the drugs and alcohol and then getting sober, like I kind of picked up right where I left off. Like, like fortunately for me, I didn't ever have a jump of like hating God or, um, you know, not believing in some sort of higher power, but my higher power has morphed and evolved, um, over time. Like, it's definitely not like my higher power in my mind and in my heart is not the same. Like now is not the same higher power that I had back when I was younger back then. Yeah. And that absolutely makes sense. And I think with most humans, you, I would hope that it would evolve because you're going to change and you're going to learn new things and you're going to grow. 
So, you know, you wouldn't you want a higher power that's going to be there to accommodate all the new things? Well, and absolutely. So that's where, you know, trust in your higher power. And if you can't trust in your higher power, then your higher power, your vision or, or, you know, of your higher power obviously doesn't accommodate all of those changes in your life that you need. You know, you need to think a, a little bit more about who your higher power is and what you need from your higher power, right? Or yeah. you can think about what your higher power is not. Um, yeah. So for yeah. me, the higher power part was very difficult at the beginning. Um, you know, I was raised Catholic and then I went to college and I became an atheist and we weren't real practicing Catholics. We would go on Christmas and Easter and, um, but I became an atheist. So I came into this program, an atheist, and I had no clue how I was going to do it. And they, this is a very spiritual program. It's, it's a spiritual program of action. So the, the, what works for me is that um, God is not punishing. God is not, um, there's not going to be this judgment constantly. And what really worked for me was the whole energy of the group and the magic that happens around the tables. For me, that is when I saw the higher power working in my life right? So I was able to latch on to that energy or that, that something that is untangible and very easy. I mean, very difficult, not very easy to define, but it was happening. So I was able to believe, and I say this a lot, I believed that you believed and I was able to latch on to that for a little bit of hope. I like that Vicki. And, and, in the beginning, that's kind of how I got sober. I believe that other people believed I could stop drinking. I didn't believe I could, but I believe that other people believed it. And, and that kind of transferred. And this is what I discovered last week um, for the last almost three years. My higher power has been the program. Yeah. And it was like, a, that was a big epiphany for me. And I'm, I'm able to move out bigger. I can expand that now. It's like I had to quantify it and understand it, and now I can expand it. Did I talk to you guys about how the love of, like, one kid and then having another kid and not believing, being worried that I wouldn't be able to love my second kid as much as my first? Did I ever talk about that? No. I kind of compare, so I kind of compare this, this whole idea of God getting bigger um, in my life to this. So when I had Maya, I can't even tell you how overwhelming it is, the love you feel. So the love you feel for any human or animal doesn't even compare to what happens when you, I mean, I guess probably an animal that you take care of and nurture is probably the closest thing, but not a love relationship, like not a um, intimate relationship. Doesn't even, it doesn't even, it blows, the love you have for your kid blows that out of the water. It's like something you never knew that existed, right? And then you feel like a real asshole because you didn't realize you were hurting your parents so much because you didn't realize how much they loved you. I mean, and it was instant. It was like instant when she was born, this, this feeling just came over me. Right. And I mean, if that's not a higher power, but I, I still didn't believe in a higher power, but I was, when I was pregnant the second time, I was so concerned that I was like, what's going to happen because I can't picture loving 
loving another kid as much as I love her. Like, I just can't picture it. And when he was born, it was the same thing. It was just more love. It was like love just got bigger in my life. And I think that that's how my higher power has developed in my recovery. So before I thought higher power could only help me stay sober, right? And that's really what I used higher power for. And it was really the group of drunks, G-O-D, group of drunks. And, and that's what it was. But, but then I started to rely on God. I remember when I asked him to help me quit smoking cigarettes, which I never thought would happen. And then I was like, oh, I can use him for all this stuff. Meanwhile, I was working step six and seven, but I still didn't put it together that you can use God in everything. And, um, and so it's just been, my God's just been getting bigger. Like, like the love that I have for my kids just got bigger. That's a great, great description, Vicki. Um, and it makes me think of what I describe as gratitude, that my gratitude cup never overflows. It never spills over because my cup just gets bigger to hold it. Mm. And it's the same thing. And the realization that I'm having is what you just said about, oh, I can use this for everything. It's not, I don't have to just use it for one purpose to help me stay sober. Um, it, I really can trust it completely. Give my life over it, my thought and my actions over to my higher power and trust that things will be okay. And I feel like I'm finally on that walk. I think so too, Lynn. I, I using it for other things and not just staying sober. I find that lately, I whenever I'm starting to have fear or feel anxious about anything, for some reason, and this is, well, not for some reason, it's probably actually divinely inspired in my mind, I'll think about all of the things that happened to me while I was out there, drink, that had happened, not to me, but happened while I was out there drinking or whatever. And there's like a reason I lived, right? Um, that's that helps me trust my higher power a lot is just thinking like, man, I made it through all of that. Like, it's almost like a bus, right? And there's a seat on the bus for you. Like your higher powers got like, you were trying to knock it on the bus and you'd like walk to the next bus stop and the high, you know, higher <laughs> power opened the door for you. But you're like, no, I don't want to get on the bus. Yes, you keep walking. But like, eventually when you wanted to get on the bus, they were like, oh, welcome. Like we've had a spot waiting for you. And there's like a seat on the, I just feel like there's a seat on the bus for me. So that helps me trust my higher power to get through a lot of things because I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm okay. I, I went through, you know, scary situations before in the past and I made it out alive. Um, I came out on the other side. It's kind of how I was always thinking about my DUI. It seemed like it was kind of like, seemed like the end of the world, which I mean, looking back now, I laugh because it wasn't and it, everything turned out okay in my higher, like I literally did one day at a time and tried to do the next right thing and everything was okay. Um, but I think it starts like it grows and, and you have to look for it. The trust in your higher power, it grows and you have to actively seek and try to think of the ways that in the past, your higher powers got you through things. For example, sorry, I keep talking so long, but one of my previous sponsors used to say, make a list of all the things in your life, good things that happened to you that you had no control over all the good things that happened to you that you had no hand in. She goes, that is 
proof of, you know, if in her eyes, you know, and as she suggests, proof of a higher power, some sort of divinity working in your life. Kind of like that love you described of your kids. Yeah, it is. Um, when you were just describing the seat on the bus, um, that made me think of benevolence. And that is like the true idea of benevolence. And of course, I want to look up the definitions to make sure I had it right. And it's just the quality of being good and kind. And that is my higher power. It is the true definition of good and kind. And always, whenever, if I need to get off the bus and get back on, that's okay. Because my higher power is going to be there saying, I've still got the same seat. I'm going to start crying. It's like, it's always going to be there for me. Well, right. It's it's the whole idea, and Brie, I can completely relate because um, because the 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 firming up of my relationship with a higher power was when I did my fifth step, and and I saw the wreckage and the many 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 situations that I got out of that I really could have seriously not made it out of, literally, quite literally. I, should have been dead or something. So, so yeah, that's a a big, powerful thing. And what I, what I um, like about this bus analogy is, well, it's kind of like the footprints too, right? You don't realize that God is there, but he keeps like opening the door for you. And then you're like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. (laughs) Like that, that analogy. I, I love it. Yeah. So yes, I have a benevolent God. He's very kind. And I use the he pronoun just because that's what we've used and it's by habit because I don't really have a gender for my higher power. It's just um, kind and and patient and loving. So that's what I trust. Well, and I, and I, think, tell, I have to tell on myself when you're done with this, remind me. I was just going to say, I think that's why I have trust in, especially the program, people in the program and people in general now is because I'm going to trust that they are going to be kind and loving until you show me otherwise. That's how I have to live my life. I can't live my life in distrust and fear. Mm. Go ahead, Vic. Oh, I wanted to tell on myself because I haven't really been able to tap into that connection with higher power recently. It's been really tough. Um, the, the fear that's going on in my head is really blocking off that faith, right? It's, it's blocking it off. And I'm off the bus right now. I'm like, I'm cool. I got this. I can walk, you know. And, and this is what they say we shouldn't do. And, and I know why, because it feels terrible. And because it's, so our, our, our disease is a physical allergy to alcohol and a, and a mental obsession, okay? The thinking part. Well, I am mentally obsessing about all these things in my life that I have zero control, zero, zero control over. And intellectually, I know that I have to have faith and I want to have faith. And I'm asking for faith and I'm praying for faith. And I'm doing all the things that one is taught to do in very early recovery about faith. But it is literally like a every hour process of me saying, being scared about something or obsessing about something that I can't control. And then saying, God, please take this away from me. Please take this away from me. And, And it's just... 
it's just quite overwhelming and really frustrating after 10 years of, of finally like connecting and knowing that I am able to connect to not be able to connect. It feels like not only does it feel scary, but then you feel like a failure, like a failure in the program. Like I'm not working mm-hmm. good program because I'm letting fear take over. So it's, it's just, it's a, that's why we have to, do it every single day. Yeah. Do you think maybe too, that's your exercise and humility to let, help you let go of self-will? What do you mean? Um, so if you're in the fighting phase of, I need to walk this myself and you're feeling frustrated and feeling like you're a failure. If you find humility again, you know that you're never a failure. You're continually working and then that'll help you find your way back to um, the connection that you're seeking. Well, that That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to get. But um, I don't know the exercise to get there. I keep trying all these different things and I keep doing uh-huh. it. So yeah, no, I, I, I would love to get back to that. Yeah. It's so weird how we can like sometimes feel trust while we're going through something. something. Other times it's a byproduct, right? So in it, we're really scared and not necessarily trusting, but then at the end of it, we're like, Oh, I, I trust now because obviously nothing happened. And I, it it turned out okay. Like not the best, but it turned out okay. I'm still alive. You know? Um, I just thought that's interesting. Sometimes you get, cause people always, then I feel like there's always the, um, you know, you always have this debate with people. I feel like at least once in your life, at some point you talk with somebody about, well, um, trust is earned, not just given. And then someone else will argue, no, trust is given until you give me a reason to take it away from you. Um, so there's like two different schools of thought on that. What's your school of thought on that? I mean, I think it's different with everybody. And I kind of think it's like the chicken before the egg and it really can change depending on the person and the situation. I sometimes tend to think that I'm actually way too trusting of people just from the get-go. But as soon as I smell something funky or off, then I'm like the most cynical, like, I don't trust you at all anymore. And I always think you're, but I'm also the kind of person who might like join a call because I did a lot of those like MLMs, those multi-level, like those MLMs, they suckered me, you know, like all of the pyramid scheme things. Like I was such a sucker for those. So I'm probably too trusting sometimes I would say. Um, but it does help me. I feel like it does help me with like the faith and higher power thing. Cause Vicki, you're telling me that you're having all this fear and the fear is blocking you. For me, the fear is like a magnet to my higher power. Like it is the thing that pushes me towards my higher power. When I am scared shitless, I, that's when I like pray the hardest. That's where I surrender. That's where I have to go moment by moment and relinquish my will. And I'm conscious of relinquishing my will. I am way more spiritual amidst a struggle in my life than I am when things are going well. When things are going well, I'm like, oh, hey, higher power, maybe today, or maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow, you know? But when I'm going through something, it's like, I definitely connect with my higher power a lot more because I don't know what else to do. I feel like I have nothing else because maybe it's because I do feel like in and of myself, I'm weak, not like weak, you know, like I, I'm, um, 
I just feel like uh, some some battles I need to fight spiritually and I don't, I can't do it on my own, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I am trying to do that. I just haven't gotten the relief of that. I mean, I am surrendering all these things up here verbally and, and I genuinely mean it. It's kind of like the person that drinks, right? Like the person that genuinely says in the morning, I am not going to drink today. I'm, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to come home right after work. And then they find themselves across the street at the bar, right? After work. And it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, I am giving my will in my life. I say the prayers. I write the, write the prayers. I talk to people in the program. I mean, that is where I'm at. And normally this doesn't last that long. Like this feeling that I'm having right now doesn't last that long. But for some reason, this time is like a serious Serious. And, and I will tell you, Vicki, being on the outside watching you, I think you're a testament to faith because you have had a year that would put anybody on their ass, but you keep getting up and you're and showing up. You get up and you show up. And and even when you say you're struggling, and I can see it in your face when you're struggling, I also see the faith in you. And it's, I think that's where your trust is. It's like, you, you don't know what the answer is and it's real hard right now. And, you know, it's kind of the, I'm only human and I've only got so much in me, but you just, you keep showing up. And I think that you are kind of like the epitome of the blind faith right now. Yeah. Great point, Lynn. Like the fact mm-hmm. that you're still showing up shows you trust something somewhere yeah. in your subconscious or deep down in your soul, your spirit knows what's up. Your spirit knows it's going to come out on the other side. Cause there's still reason you're doing it. Cause if you didn't trust at all, you wouldn't be doing any of those things. Exactly. I feel like it'd be really hard for you to call other alcoholics, host these meetings, get on the podcast. Um, you, you just, you know, people who really don't trust, I think they, they, they go away, they disappear, they isolate, Absolutely. they pull back, which you kind of yeah. want to do, but you're not doing. So I really, I agree with Lynn. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for you girls. Um, what do you think, let's say there's someone that's new to the program that here's the G O D word and box. What do you, what is the best advice that you would give them to keep coming? Well, I think what I have discovered, um, what I used for my, and I didn't even consciously do this. And, and when I was talking to my sponsor, I said, when I was, you know, over the hump, I'm like, I'm ready to do this. And I'll, I'll give myself my will over to God, even though I still wasn't sure what my God was. Um, what I believed was that, again, other people believed, and that was enough for me. And I think, especially in the beginning, you don't need to get hung up in those semantics of what is your higher power? What is your guide? It doesn't matter. You just need to, to trust and to believe. Faith will come later. Don't, don't even worry about faith. And that's what they say. You've got your foundation and your cornerstone. Faith will come later. Just have belief and trust. What about you, Bree? Well spoken. No, I like completely agree with Lynn on that. Um, and it's always a miracle when you, you know, when you get sober that you're even sober for a day. I mean, that's a testament to, um, yeah. just trust the fact that, Hey, you were sober a day or like when you sit in a room full of other drunks that are actually sober, that I'm, that always still blows my mind. And then I like to play the game where I'm like, I wonder what, like, I imagine we're all at a party and we're all kind of getting drunk together. And I'm like, Oh wait, that's actually a terrifying thought. <laughs> um, 
sorry, tangent, but basically, yeah, what, what Lynn said is don't get hung up on it right away. Like you showed up, keep showing up. And if you're sober and you're showing up, well, there might be just something to it. Just show up and don't worry about it. You know, yeah. don't worry about it too much. And, and Brie and I got to go on a 12 step call recently. And, um, and you know, that thing that, that you're talking about is just don't do it today. Just don't do it today. You kept saying that, like you can drink tomorrow, just don't drink yeah. today. And, and I think that is kind of the crux of the one day at a time thing. But when it's, when it's at this point, where I'm at or where a beginner is at, uh, I think that you really just do have to stay in the day and stay in the moment and stay in the hour, you know, because, you know, fear can just get its hooks in you and it just feels like you, you're trying to get it off, but you can't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like that obsession, that mental obsession that we have that's triggered is just, so hard to get out of and which is why you know people ask why do you have to go to meetings why do you have to keep going to meetings you've been sober 10 years why do you need meetings because I still have this mental obsession and it's not about the drink anymore but it's about all these other life things that sometimes I can get down that rabbit hole and that thinking train keeps going and I have to give up my will and my life to the care of this higher power and I'll tell you one thing that I heard since this, um, these online meetings, there was a guy and he said he had a real hard time with higher power. And I think I might've said this on the podcast. So if I did, I apologize, but he said in the book, when you're reading, anytime it says God or higher power, use the word love. And that is so amazing because I've been doing it when I've been reading it and it's so helpful. And if I, I mean, I didn't have it then, I have it now, but I believe you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with writing my prayers every day. And this is, I'm still, you know, discovering who my higher power is, but I call it goddess, God, divine love. That's my higher power. That's how I, goddess, God, divine love. I like that. Mine is goddess, universe, divine. Ooh, very similar. Mm-hmm. Mine is God, higher power, spirit, usually. Yeah. Or and, sometimes and what, if I'm talking to somebody and I don't think that they like are, are into the God thing yet, just yet, I'll just call it um, the forces of the universe. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or if that turns them off even more. Um, the force be with you. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So when when all three of us described what we call it, what we what we like to refer to it or think of it as, I visualized this beautiful pink and gold light. That's cuz cool. that's what I think of. Yeah, that's what I think of. No song, sorry Brie. No song along with it, just the light. Blinded by the light. <laughs> wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night. I'm Thanks just kidding. I think they say deuce, but I could say douche. I think we all say douche. It's okay. Okay, good. Um, Go ahead, girl. <laughs> She's giving me the platform. She's giving me the floor. I was going to say, I, how do you guys feel about golden nuggets? I, I feel like yeah. we're um, about ready. Hey, Lynn, you got any p- pink, fuzzy, shiny 
God nuggets. Goddess well, nuggets. Sure. And I think we probably are all going to be on the same page, but Vicki, I absolutely loved your example of when you had your kids and how you thought you couldn't have any more love in your body, your soul, your heart. And there's always more. And that's, that's the idea of the expanding love of, um, my higher power and Brie, your bus analogy. I'm going to use that from now on. I love it. I mean, it brought me to tears when I thought about it. And I just wanted to make, I'm glad you liked that. Cause then when Vicki was talking about how she was going to get back off the bus, yeah. I, it was such a serious moment, but I wanted to be like, well, then a stranger is going to try to offer you candy to get in his car and you're going to be in danger. So you better get back <laughs> on that bus and not take candy from strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my brain goes there. Too much uh, unsolved mysteries and <laughs> probably right cold case files. Um, I love that, Lynn. Um, I'm glad you like that analogy. And mine was actually, you know, making a list of what your higher power is not can be just as valuable as making the list of what you would actually you know, your, what you would want in a higher power and what you would expect a higher power to be and what you need in a higher power. So, you know, two sides of the same coin, you can make the list of what your higher power is not. So I like that. Oh, and I actually, um, Lynn, I liked when you said that it was a reminder to me, you can't live life in distrust and fear. I mean, you can, yeah. but it's going to be miserable and we didn't get sober for that shit. So <laughs> you know, right? like that reminder for me today. Yeah. Well, my favorites, I have a bunch of favorites. I, the, my cup of gratitude is never full. The cup just keeps getting bigger. Um, the, obviously the bus is, you know, I, I picture the, so the bus driver is kind of cool dude though. So in, in this analogy, the bus driver is a dude. Um, so I, I can see him. He's awesome. Anyways, then um, the other thing I got, that is a real mind like mind blown moment was trust when you're in it and other times trust as a byproduct of going through or getting through the hard you know um that that is really something to think about because I do pray more when when it's hard right like I am seeking more but I think that the 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 expansion of my faith happens after I get through hard times. And um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Um, I have two things. I have a song. So there was this band when I was in college, Royal Crescent Mob, RC Mob. They were from Cincinnati and they played the circuit like around Lexington, Louisville, Nashville. And they were kind of a funk band but they had this one song get on the bus get on the bus you got got get on that bus so that's rc mob shout out i don't know if they're still around and then um i have a dad joke because we had such a heavy topic today i thought we should have a dad joke okay good ready right i was wondering why the ball was getting bigger then it hit me And I know, Bree, your dad's going to love that one. Oh, man. I'll forget to tell him. I'll let you save that one for him. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Get on the bus. Get on the bus. I, we, this is kind of a heavy topic. So if people, I mean, you, if you guys have questions or just want to challenge us on anything, um, not just whatever, yeah. not even like challenge. I mean, we don't have all the answers. It's not like we know, like we won't know until we're no, it's our personal experience. Yeah, but I want to know what everybody else's is. Mm-hmm. So like, 
share, share it, share it. Yeah. Hit us up, hit us up on social media at telling on ourselves or email us telling on ourselves three at gmail.com. You can like us, you can rate us. You yeah, we need some of those it. ratings so we can get up in the podcast listings, right, Vicky? Yeah, that- Baby Yoda was asking everybody to on yes. our on ourselves page. Oh, so if you like Baby Yoda, you should check it out. Most deaf. Because we have been talking about the force being with you, so mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Well, when you were saying that, I was thinking about my Baby Yoda pose. <laughs> Sweet Baby Yoda. We love him. <laughs> baby Yoda implores you to please, please. leave us a there is no try (laughs) review you leave must or whatever i I compel you i compel you (laughs) you know what that was from by the way the compel you that's from um, the exorcist yeah it's it's getting close to starting to get excited about halloween time ladies delicious Oh, no. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to us always. Yes, we love you. We we implore you to have a beautiful day and find some faith in your, in your heart. And trust. Try out. Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves. 